Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. clean sheets the Sangard era is off to a flyer this is Charlton Live Welcome to Charlton Live. It's Sunday the 25th of October. I'm your host for this evening, Tom Wallin, and tonight we'll be looking back at a gritty 2-0 victory up at Northampton yesterday. Uh, as always, we'll hear the Valley Pass highlights, we'll hear from Lee Bowyer after the game, look at your tweets and emails, uh, and if we get time at the end we'll start to look ahead to Tuesday night's game against Oxford because the games don't stop, they're coming thick and fast now as we enter the winter period of the season. Joining me online to do all of that is, first of all, our resident chef, Mark Newbury, specifically not the grand old man of Charlton Live. Mark, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine, yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, the second oldest member of the team, that's, Yeah, that's, that's very important. Second, second, not first. Uh, just a quick word from you on Freddie Alverstad, scoring three goals in two games for Jewel Garden. How fast can we get him back? That's, <laughs> well, that's what I want to know. How, I, mean, I mean, obviously, you're going to go and collect him. 
Yeah. You know, I think you've got the van already and the ties and yeah, you know, the handkerchief soaked in something. And so Freddie could be back here well, as, soon, <laughs> as soon as you can get him, I thought. I don't know. Is Sweden on the safe travel list? I'll have to double check that. Um, so you just use one of your fake IDs, you'll be fine. Oh, yeah, perfect. That'll do the trick. Uh, and secondly, the man who only comes on the show, it seems, when he's absolutely sure Louis Mendes isn't going to be around, it's Benji Cloak. How you doing, Ben? <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Good, good. Overstad, did we let him go too soon? Oh, I just remember him. Uh, well, he scored at Port Vale away. I can't remember too uh, much more than he That was the did. only goal. Oh, and was he, it? Oh. Yeah, he did get I mad. I was there for it, so that was there good. You go. See, I missed it, which was a real shame. But I was there to see him play centre-back for a game once, and he, he did pretty well there as well. Uh, anyway, excellent stuff. Let's move on, shall we, and get on to current players. Um, we're going to start with the game, of course. Uh, I don't know about you two, but being back down in League One, it, it doesn't feel great, does it? The teams we're playing against and, and all of that stuff, although results have improved recently, but... A gritty, wet match, swirling wind, a difficult, stubborn opposition. It was very much a welcome to League One sort of game, if ever we saw it. But we came through it, Mark, and and I guess that's the most important thing, to to get the result. Yeah, I mean, as Bo says, it wasn't pretty. Um, Record books will just say we won 2-0. I'm probably a bit of an oddity. I like League One. I mean, obviously, I want us to get out of it, but I I don't hate it as much as a lot of people said, oh, horrible for you know, sometimes you're, you're at a level because that's where you deserve to be. Now, rightly or wrongly, we got relegated, so we deserve to be in League One. Um, but, you know, you, this is how you can show you're slightly better. You've a cream will go to the top. And yet you do get some horrible, cloggy games which just look like park football, um, yesterday being one of them. But sometimes you get some beautiful goals and, you know, it makes you feel beautiful. And I think sometimes you look at the um, Premier League and you're living under a magnifying glass and everything, and it almost sucks the joy out of it. Look at VAR. It sucks the joy out of it. You know, you've come back from games and we've won, and you're thinking, you know, that'll do me, regardless of what division we're in. So I don't, I don't mind League One, but as soon as we're out of it, the better. <laughs> Good little uh, food analogy there from the chef as well. Um, Benji, I, I guess Mark is right. It, it wasn't the greatest game of football, and... As he says, we are down there for a reason. I thought in the second half we really stepped our game up. Obviously, we got our goals and then defended solidly, as I said earlier, to keep a fourth clean sheet in a row. And I guess that's what we do need to do if we are going to do what we want and get promoted at the first time of asking. Get those goals and then look to to shut out at the other end. And that's what we did. Yeah, I think uh, you you said it in the week. I think the, the problem we may have with this team is that we might not have enough goals in it. Uh, definitely won't have as many goals in it as we did when we last got promoted. Um, so the main thing is to do is shut them out at the other end. And oh, I haven't been so assured by a back five straight away, going straight into like where they've come in and gelled uh, in a long time. I think our defence looks really good. And that's to add maybe Jason Pierce coming in now and again. But look... I I don't even think he'd get in the team at the moment. Uh, So, yeah, it's obviously going to take a while for the team to gel as a whole. But from what we've seen from the last four matches, it has been really good. And, yeah, as you said, especially the back five, I've been really impressed with that. And, um, yeah, long may it continue. We'll uh, we'll talk about the, the team and how quickly they've gelled a little bit later on. But I think let's first 
hear the highlights of the game yesterday at Sixfields. Your commentators on Valley Pass were, of course, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Adams prepares to send this in. Does do now. It's in the post run. And it's a tough. What a save that is from Amos. Innes touches it back towards Amos. He clears it again. Bogle cleared away. And then he's charged down the effort from Horsfall. But what a double save from Ben Amos. Charlton have a free kick. Which force Kasky has gone across to take. Not to swing this in. Innes and Famo have come up from the back. Bogle also in the penalty area. A lot of height. Other than that, for Charlton to aim for. Force Kasky delays the initial kick. And we'll now chip it in. Innes trying to get there. Bogle does get there. His header on goal is comfortable for Mitchell. Mitchell with the goal kick. This one stays in play again. Just gets hold up in the air. And there is the half-time whistle. It's a rather tame, scrappy first 45 minutes comes to an end at six fields with Northampton nil, Charlton nil, the score. Again, Charlton with three players, four players in that six-yard box. Force Cassidy swings it towards the far post. Innes jumps, heads down, Bogle touchdown, Brown! Hey! Smacks it in! And Charlton take the lead. That's a really well-worked corner. Innes with the head down, Bogle touches it. And Darren Prattley, the substitute, just smacks it into the roof of the net. Charlton have the lead after 53 minutes. What a thunderous finish that is. And uh, lovely corner in. Bogle just uh, occupying the keeper without fouling him. Innes with the header down. And uh, you did wonder whether Bogle would try and turn and sweep it in. But he left uh, Darren Prattley to absolutely rifle that home. And Charlton have the lead. And uh, I think... uh, it was always likely to be a dead ball situation that was going to cause a goal. And Charlton have got the one that does it. And, uh, well, when he first connected with that, Darren Prattley, I did wonder whether that was going to go sailing right up in the air, but into the roof of the net. Charlton with the corner again. Interesting to see what Northampton do this time with Ryan Innes. Force casket is to take. Swings it in this time further out. Innes heads it back in the pound here again. And Smith oh! had a chance he should score. Oh. It's a glorious opportunity. Northampton didn't push out. Innes, great header back into the six-yard box. And Smith's connection sees it go over the bar. But that should have been a goal. It is horseful to take the throw. Another short option. And they decide to use it. Sowerby ball in the pound here is awkward. One Amos has come for it. Oh, it's it's a really a good claim. play. Claim. Really strong hands from the Charlton goalkeeper. Oh, that's great. Kick out to... Doughty, will the ball stay in play at will? And Doughty's got a run on Missaloo. Approaching the penalty, in the penalty, Alfie Doughty. Can pull across goal, and it's an own goal! It's a brilliantly well-worked move from Charlton. The final finish was in from, I think that's Horsfall. But Charlton won't care. It's a brilliantly well-worked goal in the end. The catch from Amos, the kick out to Doughty, who had so much pace to take in the penalty here. The ball across goal. And it's an own goal. Can't see who got the final contact in the end. I think it might have been Horsfall. Might have been Bolter. The captain was there as well. But, uh, it's three or four got players. the final touch. But um, I mean, what a, I mean, the two things really that are outstanding in that build-up. Firstly, the catch by Ben Amos controlled his area, claimed it superbly, and the release out to Dirty who's showed uh, a, a clean pair of heels. And there was no way Missalu down on this side was getting anywhere near him. Got into the box, and then you got just right, just picked the right ball out. Um, whether or not uh, you can, if you're going to be critical of Alfie, that he didn't necessarily pick the right ball out is probably immaterial because uh, it was at such a pace. And if uh, if the Northampton player hadn't have buried it, I think uh, there were Charlton players on hand to do 
do it instead. Getting back towards the touchline again. Chip ball back across. Away by Harriman. Out to Foster Keski, and that's the final whistle. And Charlton have battled to a 2-0 victory here in really tough circumstances and tough conditions. So there they are then, the Valley Pass highlights of yesterday's 2-0 win uh, against Northampton. Um, and if we look at the game, uh, Mark, I'll bring you back in here. I think the first half, Northampton probably had the better of the chances. There wasn't a huge amount to do, but a couple of fantastic Ben Omar saves just in that first half an hour. I really don't think we can talk too much about the half of football itself, but Amos himself, we know how good he is. Um, obviously, he was here before, but he hasn't played a lot of football and he's had to be patient and wait for his chance. Are you surprised at how quickly he's been able to, to get up to speed already? No, yeah, simply no. I can't. I, I'm not surprised at all. I think we know he's a quality keeper. Um, and I think sometimes goalkeepers with conditions like yesterday where you've got to deal with rain and where the ball's going and wind you know sometimes goalkeepers love that kind of game because it really puts them right to the front of everything because you can have nothing to do for 89 minutes and have to make a save in the last minute and suddenly you're the hero but you know he switches on very early I think that's you know the experience he shows you know you don't think he's going to get caught out in a first minute by someone having a long-range poke at him and um you know, I think it it's confidence which the back four know they've got a quality keeper behind them. So they're doing a great job. But if someone does get through, like the header, and you know that you've got a top-class keeper to make a save, you know, I think it's a confidence thing. And I think the back five at the moment, I, I, I think if Pierce was fit, I don't think he'd get in. I, re- I really don't. And I don't see why he should, because I think, you know, the others aren't, you know, Innes and Nakfemo, oh, for me... The Norwich lad um, are are doing so well. I don't see why you would change it. Yeah, and we had uh, an email in for, from Nick Home who said, "Think Ben Amos has been superb all season. Thought we'd miss deals, but Ben is ad- good, as good, and his distribution is better." Uh, we'll come on to talk about his distribution a bit later. A few tweets on on Amos as well, so I'll bring those in now. Uh, Tim Z says, "Great business from Gallon and Bowyer again to get him back." Uh, Booze Hound says he's equal to Dylan's shot-stopping abilities, miles ahead with his distribution, which again we'll talk about later. Uh, Michael, echoing that, uh, says he commands the area better than Phillips uh, and his shot-stopping's on par. Justin Fletcher, great saves yet again recently, but it's his presence at crosses and corners that puts Dylan in the shade. Uh, Some of his saves have been straight at him, but he still has to make the saves. Graham Curd saying we already need to get him signed up to a new contract. Terry Francis, top bloke, brilliant keeper. Oliver Wright, he's been playing amazing, kept clean sheets in difficult games. Uh, SA Goldie shows how good Dylan Phillips was to keep him put. What a keeper Ben Amos is. Great defence in front of him. We could go far this season. Uh, and Louis uh, Charlton, not Louis Mendes, talks about the, the pass for the second goal. As I say, we'll talk about that pass later. But Benji, what have you made of Ben Amos since he's come in? Uh, I think a few of the, the people tweeting in there make a really good point about the ability he has to command his area from from corners because especially late in that game when they were pushing to get back in it and putting corners and crosses into the box he was coming out and he was punching and getting good good hands on the ball and that's what we need from a keeper and, and he seems to be doing that what have you made of his performances recently yeah I totally agree with you I think uh, those are the times going into the last 10 minutes of the game and they're sending high balls into the box it's so assuring to see him coming for those balls and I think that was probably one of uh, Dylan's faults in his game, that 
he didn't come out for crosses as much. I think we were all going, oh, get out, get out. I mean, don't get me wrong, Dylan, great keeper. But, um, yeah, if he did have a fault, I, I thought that might have been it. But, yeah, really impressed with Amos. I mean, he settled in really, really well, considering he played, I think, what, one game last season, was it? An FA Cup game, maybe? But um, to be out of of football for, what, a year? Not playing competitive football. I don't, don't even think he played under 23 games. Uh, to to come in and settle in so quickly like he has. And, I mean, he's had a disjointed back four in front of him already this season. I mean, we've seen now we've had a regular uh, back three uh, with Gunter, um, uh, Innes and Famwo in front of him. Now we've had Matson come in to replace Barrington. And it's going to take time to gel with these defenders. I think we had one bit yesterday where a ball was played over the top and Famoy thought Amos was coming for the ball and it was a little bit of confusion and Famoy just kicked the ball over his head and they shot wide. So you're going to get that. You're going to get out of the start. Um, but as Mark said earlier, like it's great for a back forward to be able to trust their keeper and, and that save he pulled off when it was nil-nil from the cross and the header in was a great save. And, and the reflexes again for him to kick it away when he was on the floor. That reminded me of, um, so if you remember, it's... Uh, the best performance I remember in playing was Bradford away in similar conditions to yesterday. The, rain, the wind was um, was bad and the rain was heavy. And uh, oh, he made some great saves that day when we won 1-0. So we know he's a great keeper. And we've been lucky having Dylan as our keeper for a couple of years. And that's one position you really need to have a settled keeper in. And seems like we're, we're lucky again with Ben. We know he's good, but he's settled in great considering he hasn't play competitive football for a year. Definitely. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Northampton really made it sort of slow and ugly and I, I think we struggled to break them down in that first half. We'll talk about the second half in a second and, and there's only really one other point I want to make on that that first half lineup, and that was Dylan Levitt who made way at half-time for Darren Prattley. Um, obviously, I, I've watched him for Wales and I think he's looked good there. He, he's not had too much football yet under Bowyer at Charlton. Um, I don't know how much you've seen of him, Mark, and whether I think it's probably too early to, to judge him. Do you think he'll be affected by being hooked at half-time yesterday? Um, probably not, because I think what Bowyer's got now is a decent pool of midfielders. And, you know, he's looked at different games and thought, right, who's going to do better? In, in particular games. I mean, like I say, I think the back five is going to pick itself. Front six is going to rotate quite a bit. And you've got to think there's a lot of good people. Um, last time I saw him, I wasn't too impressed. Uh, but I think he's young. You know, I don't know what I expect him, you know, to come out and run a game. He's not a kind of, kind of, kind of Gallagher, kind of blood and guts kind of player. But it looks like he can pass the ball well. Um, it's, it's difficult because I think... I can understand Bowyer's thinking behind it. In a game like yesterday, I understand why he didn't want to play Watson, because he thinks Watson's going to be more important for either the Oxford or the Portsmouth game. And if he gets a yellow in in yesterday's game, he's going to get a ban for one game. So I can understand why he did that. And then obviously put Prattley on, because it's a bit more... He obviously saw that we needed a bit of experience. You needed a bit more, you know, someone who's going to get a, a boot in kind of thing. I, I think Levitt's time will come. I don't know whether it's just a little too early for him to come in soon because I think there's better midfielders there but I can understand perfectly why Bowyer's rotating and you know he's, he's holding him at half time which is fine it's not like he's giving him 20 minutes and he's holding him off and you know if he's going to say well it's going to be tactical and it is you know and it, this level will have to learn 
that he's not going to get first choice. You know, just because he's come from Man City doesn't mean you're going to be first choice with us because Bogey's going to say, you know, whoever's going to be who I want to do the job is going to play there. Yeah, I think Darren Prattley came on and we know Pratt as he gives us more steel. Uh, and 10 minutes into that second half, we were ahead 1-0. Thumped it in from a corner. Um, Innis towering presence in that box again and, and getting the assist. Um, ben, Darren Prattley, first of all, we'll talk about Innis in a second. But Darren Prattley, we've shown time and time again just how important it is to have that experience. And I mean, Doncaster famously was right place, right time for us when we needed him most. But he just seems to pop up in these sort of games. It's probably the sort of game he would have loved, you know, the rain pouring down, mud on his shirt. And he was there to slam the ball home and, and get us in the lead. And I thought from that from that point on, we really started to boss the game and, and control things. Yeah, spot on. I, th- I think it was uh, Darren Prattley's kind of game. And that's probably why Bo brought him on. I think it was quite a physical game. Obviously, the conditions uh, weren't great for someone like Dylan Levitt, who... When we first brought him in, uh, Boya said, I spoke to Nicky Butt, who's the under-23s manager of Man United. He said he's one of the best passers at the club. <clears throat> and the times we have seen Levitt this season, he has tried those Hollywood uh, cross-field balls. Uh, so obviously couldn't really do that yesterday because of the conditions. So bringing on Prattley uh, at half-time was a bit of a masterstroke, really, because as you said, second half was much better um, and it obviously gives us another threat from corners because he's a, he's a big bloke, likes to get stuck in, and uh, that's exactly what he did. I mean, Ryan Innes is, is so good from corners. Uh, great header down from him, and uh, I think Pratters must have uh, said to Bogle, yeah, leave it kind of thing, and he held it up and smashed it into the roof of the net. Clinical finish, wasn't it? But, um, yeah, he, he doesn't seem to age, does he? Just uh, played Tuesday, played Saturday before that and uh, was probably the fittest bloke there running around for 45 minutes yesterday again. And um, yeah, didn't put a foot wrong and uh, definitely added added an extra presence, which we probably needed yesterday. I think, uh, as I said, but great sub by Bo to change it around. And um, just gives us, as, as Mark said earlier, we've got a big pool of midfielders to choose from now. And uh, it's great that last season when we had the injuries, we, we were relying on youngsters that weren't ready. But w- when we've got people like him on the bench, I mean, we didn't use Madison yesterday, Albie Morgan, who's got quite a bit of experience behind him now over the last couple of years, we can change our system to do that. And, and that's brilliant for us. Four minutes later, we probably should have gone two up. Uh, Smith probably should have scored, really. Um, and again, it was Innes with the nod down. Obviously, I don't think he's conceded a goal since he's arrived at the club. He's been involved at the other end, not just twice in this game, but in other games that we've seen as well. Uh, he's not someone I knew too much about. I know we've talked a little bit about his, his off-the-field pass. But, Mark, do you think Steve Gallen and Boyer have unearthed another gem or, or taken a punt on someone who perhaps wasn't uh, maybe going to fall out of favour elsewhere? Because he seems like a sort of player he's certainly got quality on the pitch do you think it's just that he needs a manager like Boya to kind of control him off the pitch because he's looked fantastic since coming in well I don't think they've taken a punt because I think they're too good to to risk that and I think they've obviously said right what does this player need what can we do to make him better what can he do to make us better Um, and then gone right let's let's talk to him and he's a South London lad he obviously likes being sort of like in this area and he's already become one of my favourite players. It's just in only a few games, um, because I, I just like that 
I mean, say rough diamond. It's it's probably you know sort of too much of a cliche, but he is. I mean, he's that big kind of. I said last week, and I wouldn't say it to his face, that big kind of ugly centre half who you really hate coming up against because you know they're going to bully you and kick you in the air and get all over you and you know too often we've had sort of like we come up against that and our strikers have been lightweight and not been able to deal with it and our defenders you know haven't had the ability to do what other defenders were doing which and um or they'd been caught you know hence like the penalties we gave away with pierce and lockyer and pulling people over and grabbing them and i think he's just such a unit um and i think yesterday's game was probably pretty much, I said it was good for the keeper, I think it was pretty ideal for him as well, because they didn't really have a plan B, apart from if they lumped it up, you know, because he just headed, it's like 10 headed clearances yesterday, plus plus other clearances as well, and you think to yourself, if you've headed the ball that many times, they're just trying it and thinking, what do they think is going to get past him, I mean he's 6 foot 6, got a heck of a leap on him, you know, it's his header back which made sure Pratley could score, and he obviously can look after himself, and I wouldn't fancy playing up against him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how teams come and play us and try and negate his physical size. I mean, put someone really small on him and try and turn him, but he, you know, he's he's not got a bad turn of pace as well. So I I, I like him. Um, so I, I think we've. It's going to sound probably a bit disingenuous to one of your countrymen, but I think he's an upgrade on Lockyer. I I do so. But time will tell on that one. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, as you say, time will tell. But yeah, Lockyer had his faults, didn't he? That's for sure. Two um, nil, the the quick counter, pretty much on the hour mark, I think. And here is where we can talk about Amos's distribution. It was a brilliant ball forward uh, over the top of the back four, and Darity. I mean, we know what his pace is like. Um, and I want to say it was a, it was a brilliant goal, but obviously we didn't actually score it at the end. But the distribution and Darity that. That combination, there was nothing Sowerby in the Northampton backline could do but steer it past his his keeper, Ben. Um, and at 2-0 up, as we've talked about, it was just about managing the game then. But just, I don't know, what were your thoughts on that goal? And uh, the, as I say, the distribution and then Doughty doing what Doughty does best, I guess. Yeah, what a ball. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice. Yeah, what a ball by, by Ben. Uh I think it reminded me of uh, Ben Hamer. Ben Hamer always had that in his locker, didn't he? He always looked for uh, a quick player like Wright Phillips coming in straight away. And, and if we can keep doing that, it's brilliant. Because you look at where Doubt is playing at the moment. I think he, he switched a couple times from left side of uh, midfield to the right side. Uh, so he can give both defenders uh, nightmares running in. But I think last year, the uh, especially when Doughty came into the team, the problem we had with him was that I think he, he got all that way and it was just the final ball that kind of evaded him and he wasn't maybe smart enough because he hadn't had much uh, professional football into him yet. And uh, yeah, I mean, great ball by Amos. I mean, wow, the turn of speed by Doughty to skin that defender. And as you said, there's nothing a defender could do. But by the time Doughty had got round the back of their defence and cut it back, I think he just missed Johnny and uh, their guy whacked it into the net and you kind of felt quite comfortable then because uh, we just missed that chance from Smith just before. I'm not sure how he missed that. <laughs> but another another great header from Innes for that and um, I, think it, I, I think people just jumped straight uh, right in front of Smith and I don't think he thought it was going to come to him. Um, 
but yeah, I felt quite comfortable after that. It was the second half. We looked really good. And yeah, if, if Ben can keep that up with the distribution and we have some outlets out there like that, then um, yeah, it can only be good things. And as I said, in that League One winning title season before, that's all Ben Hamer did. As soon as he got the ball, looked up, bang. And uh, yeah, Alfie's um, clinical down the other end, that can only be good for us. Yeah, and you mentioned those outlets. And if there is... A downside to yesterday, it was obviously the the injury that, that saw Doughty come off the field. Um, I haven't seen any reports just yet as to, to whether it is just a, a bit of cramp or something or whether it's a more serious hamstring or groin issue. But Mark, if it is a long one, are you worried? You talked earlier about the kind of variety we've got in midfield now. Do you think we've got enough cover if he is going to be out for a few weeks? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I think if Madison was fit enough to be on the bench, he'd probably be fit enough to come on and get some minutes. And as I said, he's got to rotate. He's got to rotate them anyway, and he can't keep playing Doughty because he's going to have to. He, w- he would be looking to give him a rest sooner or later. Um, just literally, just because to protect him because his age. Um, the different thing about it, we used to do um, goal of a month competition on the on the website, and that stopped under Roland and they're thinking I'd like them to do that again because I think the way their defender finished that should be amongst the um, options for choosing your goal of a month I thought he buried that very nicely nice finish and wasn't it it was a lovely finish and there were two there were two behind him um, who who would have quite easily I should imagine finished that uh, but Doughty's speed and his I love his little smurf cap because you can always spot him. And like, I say, like Ben said, he's absolutely skinned the guy. And it was a lovely ball out from Amos. Um, will we miss him? Yeah, we'll, we'll miss any good player. But would we miss him to the detriment of the whole team? No, I don't think we'd come back from a game and go, oh, this would have been different if Doughty played. Because I think there's enough in the team. There's enough variety. We might not have a, a speedy winger, but Smith's quick. So you could probably push him out onto the wing. Um I like Shinny as well. And then you've got, you know, Johnny Williams as well. Someone who's got a slightly different footballing brain to Doughty. So you've got so many options there now. I mean, it must be quite difficult for Bose and Jacko to sit there and go, right, you know, this is what we're going to come up against. What are the puzzle pieces we're going to put in? If we don't have, you know, we don't have Gilby at the moment as well. You've got him to come back. Um, you know, that's why have they earned their corn? You know, they're going to choose, and I trust them to choose whichever team they put out and go. You know, we can we can deal with it. He'll be a miss. Hopefully, it's not going to be too bad. You know, if he's young and fit. Don't know if he's had a, any major injuries in his career so far, but I'm not sure he has. Uh, but of course, if you're a speedster, it's always going to be there. You know, if a hamstring goes or something, you know, it's going to be a um, a, a worry. So we'll see what comes out uh, what they say about his injury and take it from there. One of the players you mentioned there who might be able to fill in, uh, and Ben, you mentioned him very briefly, almost getting on the end of that Doughty cross was Johnny Williams. Obviously, no show I'm involved in is going to go by without talking about him, but he got his chance to start yesterday, um, which he hasn't had a lot recently under Bowyer and has come in for you know public criticism from Bowyer. I thought he was fantastic yesterday, and I know I'm a bit biased, but I thought he did so much defensively. Um, and I think the Greg and Terry said it as well, that you know a game like that, that's not really the sort of game where you're going to see the best of Johnny Williams. Um, uh, and I still think we need to see more from him going forward. Although, as you say, he burst into the box to try and get on the end of that one. But I thought given the conditions, given that he hasn't played a lot under Boya recently, to get 70 minutes out of him 
uh, and 70 minutes where he was still running from end to end of the pitch yesterday. I, I was really pleased. What, what did you make of his performance, Ben? Yeah, I totally agree with you, mate. I thought he had a good performance. I thought he put himself about, maybe had a bit of extra hunger about him because he can see the competition for places, especially in his position at the moment. Uh, and yeah, I think you've put on Twitter a couple of times that he's he's got confidence from his goal against um, Bulgaria. So he got that goal in a different position for him as well when he was playing false nine up front for Wales. So he's, look, he's showing Boya, look, I, I can play in different positions. But I think the main thing that Boya wanted him to do, which is what he keeps trying to drill into Albie Morgan, is he wants him to play both parts of the pitch. So you've got to keep running back, getting stuck in. And obviously, he's always one to get fouled, isn't he? He's always one that the defenders target because he's so quick at turn of pace and got great close uh, ball control. But yeah, I think he did the all-round game really well yesterday. He was hungry. He didn't drift out the game. He didn't go, oh, is uh, Johnny playing? I didn't I didn't realise Johnny was playing today. Oh, he ain't, he ain't uh, touched the ball. He was always wanting to be there. And uh, as you said, from that... Uh, the second goal, he was he was right behind the guy, ready to put it in. If he didn't put it in, so that was that was good. He showed a lot of effort, and look, I think he only got taken off with about what was it, fifteen minutes to go. So that's that's great for him because we need him fit uh, because he has a great option there for us. We know the uh, ability he's got, but it's uh, it's showing us that he's fit enough to do that. And plus, yeah, we've we've got to give him some game time to be able to to show what he can do. I mean, odd cameos off the bench, like 10, 15 minutes here and there. We're not we're not going to see him give us the real quality we know he's got. So, yeah, it, it was a good performance by him. And I'm sure Bo was happy with that because, um, as we said, Bo demands uh, that you do the defensive work as well as the attacking work. And I think he did that yesterday. Excellent stuff. And I definitely didn't pay Benji to say any of that. Um, I think we'll draw a line under the game there then. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about kind of what that game means and the result in a second. But I think let's hear from from the gaffer, Ebo. Yeah, he spoke to the assorted press after the game and he kind of reiterated that when you go to a, a place like that in those sort of conditions, the most important thing is getting the three points. Uh, most important thing, that the positives I can can take from that is, is another clean sheet. Um, I don't care what the game looked like. We've come here, tough, tough conditions, bobbly pitch, wind blowing a gal. Um, most important thing is that we've got three points. That's all I care about today. Um, I said to the players there after the game, the most important thing is that these are the ones that, that when you do get promotion, these are the ones that, that can't, you know. Um, again, Ben Amos was, was outstanding. Young Ian, excellent, two centre-halves, Gunter. I think that those were the, were the standout ones for me today. And um, practically made a difference when he came on, you know. Um, difficult for Omar up top on his own at times. and But he, I think as a group, and uh, for them to gel like that and have that fighting spirit so so quickly, um, that's, that's the positives I'm taking from today. Yeah, it's over six hours now without conceding a goal. And if you keep it tight at the back, then you can always rely on a little moment of quality, like, for example, the second goal, the run from Alfie Doughty. Yeah, we're, we're always going to create, aren't we? Um, so that's that's the way we are. That's the way we play. And if we can carry on keeping clean sheets, then, like I said, the last two games, it's, they're the things that you, you build on. 
Um, so yeah, but a couple of times I had a couple of chances first half, and, and Ben kept us in the game. So, uh, but yeah, most important thing is that we leave with three points. That's that's all I care about. I don't care how pretty it looked and how doggy of a fight it was. If, if you're standing here on the side like I am, and 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 the, the conditions, then I don't care how bad it looked. It was better to watch, but the most important thing that, that we won. You said that Darren Prattley made a difference. You brought him on at half-time, and of course he, he scored quite quickly after. Did, did you feel in, in the first half there was something you wanted to change a little bit? Yeah, it, it, it's difficult, you know, for, for for young Dylan there. I think it was not his type of game, but I can't predict what the weather's going to be like, the pitch is going to be like. I can't predict all that. Um, so, yeah, once once we got to half-time, I see Dylan a couple of times. It just didn't, didn't go his way. Um, not for any fault of his own, but I think I just needed perhaps his experience in front of that back four. I knew that the wind there, they had the wind, and and uh, I needed practically there to, to protect that back four. Such a shame, isn't it, that Alfie Doughty went off uh, injured after after the good work he, he put in for that second goal. Can you give us any update on, on what that's looking like at the moment? Uh, no, no, we're not sure if it's, if it was cramp or, or hamstring. So um, we're no, no more in the next 24, 48 hours. So... Um, yeah, that's that's the game. They're the things we can't control. Um, but yeah, Alfie done done really well. Done really well for the second goal. Ben done excellent for the second goal. Come and took a cross and then released him. And so yeah, uh, but hopefully it's not too bad with Alfie. It might sum up the sort of luck that you've had with injuries. Uh, I understand Chuck's injured himself scoring on on Tuesday. Can you tell us anything about that one? Um, yeah, I don't know if you've seen the goal back, but if. The angle that his legs at as he as he headers headers the ball was like up round here <laughs> would have probably been over my head um, because he obviously had to get his, his body into a funny position to score. So, um, but yeah, he'd, we're hope, hopeful that he, he'd be back for next weekend. Um, so it's, it's not it's not bad. It's just like a little tweak. So um, but yeah, yeah, we missed him today. It's obviously a quick turnaround again. Carl Robinson was here. Uh, we had a chat with him at half time, and he'll be bringing his side uh, to the Valley on on Tuesday. Um, I'm, I'm guessing it'll be more rotation might might be needed because it's I mean it's a really almost relentless run that your team is eight games in four weeks you've got to face. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to use them all the best I can and and, and pick and choose what, which will try and suit someone better more than the other. I think I, I had to rest Ben Watson today. <laughs> Um, since he's come in, he didn't even have a pre-season, and then he, he just went 90, 60 minutes, ninety minutes, ninety minutes, ninety like. Um, so yeah, I, I rested him today. Um, practically the same. He's done the same every game he's played. Played ninety, 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 ninety. So um, so yeah, that that was my thinking behind behind them too. And Shinny, bless him, he, he came in on the Friday, and then he played ninety. He's, he's played more games and he's had training sessions. <laughs> so again, he's another one that I thought, you know what, just come off him a little bit and and, and hopefully they'll be okay for, for Tuesday but the, Jake I thought Jake done really well again today stepping in and, and that's what I, I need to see I need to see people that that will grab that chance and then they'll all understand that they know me I, I will rotate and uh, I'll try and look after the players the best I can um, but, but yeah the good thing is is when, when you get called then, then you, you produce and, and um, most of them done that today 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers there. And it's John. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. The absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Charlotte have scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Gets it. Come on. What a time to be here. Here at Wembley. So there we go then, Lee Bowyer talking uh, to the press after yesterday's 2-0 win against Northampton. Uh, I said we'd discuss it a little bit more now, Mark. Um, We mentioned both of these things earlier, but three straight wins, four clean sheets in a row. Um, Just how important are the clean sheets, first of all? You know, without Deji, without Piercy, with so many new personnel, you know, I think defensively we, we knew we had numbers now, but there was a lot of people there that had to get to know each other to to come away from those games with clean sheets. Just how important is that? Oh, it's extre- it's extremely important because, it, as I said, it breeds confidence because people are going to look like, how can we break them down? You've got Gunter's come in. Now, I've always been a fan of his because whatever team he's played for, he, he's just one of those steady, calming players. Now, I understand why he had the captain's armband um, to, to, to lead us out yesterday. Uh, the two centre-halves were looking compatible. I mean, that's, that's strange, but they obviously can... And they're going to just get better. And the young lad who came in from um, uh, Chelsea um, is obviously a very good prospect for them, and they're happy to let him come to us. And it just breeds confidence through the team. And as I said, you're, you're no longer... If you look at that midfield yesterday, um, it was well, Foster Kasky, Levitt... Williams, Doherty. Now, if we're all will in the world, that's not the a toughest midfield you're going to come up against if you're playing like a four-four-two. Okay, um, Smith can drop back in and put five in midfield, but it's still not going to be a big, strong, competitive midfield. And you know they held their own. But one of the reasons I think Bowyer said oh, he could go with those four because he knew that the back back four was the strongest probably he's going to get without Pierce. And as we've said, you know, Pierce might not come back in even if he's fit. Um so if Bowie's got that confidence in the back five, and obviously Basie's gonna get them drilled up defensively and get them working well and moving the ball f- faster forward, um, and not the side to side bits and bobs, 
it's because I think one of once the um, uh, the second goal went in, one of the first people to celebrate up there was Gunter and thinking, what's he doing that far up the pitch? Um, and it's obviously good to have like attacking full backs, but they know their job and they and they're working as a unit, which is all you can ask for at the moment. And yes, there's going to be um, bigger tests for Northampton. Come, they're going to come up against it. But you say, well, I, I think they've got the ability to deal with those. So, you know, a clean, and a clean sheet is worth everything at the moment. You're thinking, would you take a, a point for a nil-nil draw? Yeah, you, you would. But you'd rather have a win and a clean sheet because of just how it makes everyone feel. And it puts more pressure then on the oppos- opposition coming to us because Robinson's going to be looking at that. He was at the game there and he's going to be looking and say, right, how can I get past their fullbacks. How can I get over the top of their centre-halves? Because he's going to say, there's no point in lumping it up in the air because they're just going to have that for breakfast. You know, can we get down the sides? I don't know, because Gunter's just so steady. You know, Mudson's quick. So it, it, the problem is now going to be for the opposition team and, and not for us to think, oh, God, we've got that player at that position. And I'm not going to name names. It's unfair on Perrington. But... You know, so you're going kind of thinking, you know, is he going to drop a ricket? So I think it's a confidence thing, 100%. Ben, do you think we're seeing uh, the most pragmatic Lee Bowyer side that we've seen? Um, I think back to the League One season under Powell, and obviously the two 1 0s against Sheffield stood out as kind of gritty games where we got a goal from a set piece and kept a clean sheet, but. I remember a lot of games in that season where we were just getting the, the dirty bits done. You look at the final game that got us promoted, that 1-0 away, um, way up north with, with that Bradley Wright-Phillips goal. Um, but I felt a little bit last season under Boja, particularly from January onwards, we were just steamrollering teams, winning 2-3-4-0 at times. This season, I don't know if we have that luxury yet in terms of goals, and that might just take a bit of time to gel. But you look at that spine of, of Amos, Innis possibly as the lead centre-back at the moment, Prattley in the midfield. Are we seeing a kind of hardened, pragmatic Lee side now that are going to just grind out wins on these days where where the conditions are as they are and where we're maybe not at our, our fluent best? And, and if that is the case, do you, are you excited? It's not going to be the best football in the world, but are you excited that that's the sort of team that could actually start to make an impression on this league now? Yeah, really excited. I mean, I'd never thought this team that we've, so quickly got in would have gelled so quick and we're looking at it going wow this back five I mean Mark's just saying there Innes has already become one of his favourite players I think we're already latching on to these players and going oh wow like really impressed with him and him and I really want him to play uh, yeah I, th- I think you're right I think we've got different qualities in the side as as Mark said there we've got players that ma- managers uh, of the opposition will look at and go oh we can't do this and that because they're really good at, at that option like hoofing it long you, you can't do it we're, we're too good in those positions and and yeah it's great to have the kind of depth we've got and I think Boya and Gallen have, have done really well in getting different kinds of players in for different kinds of, of games just like we said yesterday Levitt that probably wasn't his game yesterday going with the conditions so we could change that and bring Prattley in um, so, yeah, hopefully we can get these kind of players back fit, the likes of Gilby, because I think he was one of the most exciting players we signed before the rest of them came in. Uh, we kind of looked at him for, OK, look, he was um, MK Don's player of the year for two years on the, in a row. And, uh, 
looked really... I, I was quite impressed with him in the first couple of games I've seen. So, yeah, I think at the moment, it's, look, it's early days with the side we've got, but it, it's, it's exciting to see players that we're already admiring and thinking, what a great signing after, what, three games into, the, into them playing for us. So... We can look at this and think, right, we, we have got a good spine there. We've got a good back four. Now, we're, now to build on the attacking um, uh, side of the game, to try and get a few more goals in there. But that will come. That will come with Jelen. But Boyer, what will please him more than anything, is having that solid back, back four and keeper where we feel like we're confident. Because as long as we keep that out and score one down the other end. It don't matter how many we score because we're confident that we're not conceding. Excellent stuff. Um, we asked you what you made of the game. Uh, six hours without conceding, three wins on the spin, as we've said. Uh, Phil said it's nice to watch a game without any fear of whether chart will exist next week. And when we lose position uh, possession, not to be sitting on the edge of the seat thinking, here we go again. Defence looking solid. We always create chances and now we have players in the area to take them. Uh, CFC GT says Darren Prattley or Watson are key in our midfield and I think that or is an important bit to uh, reference there Maka uh, yes we got the three points and that's great but I don't understand why Boya changed the midfield completely glad Boya saw he made a mistake and changed it at half time because bringing Prattley on was the game changer for me it allowed JFC to play a bit further up the pitch Mark I'll bring you in here um, I, I think he's right I think bringing Prattley on did allow JFC up the pitch in terms of the change at the start, I think he's, he's coming for a bit of criticism, certainly from us in recent weeks, for having Watson and Prattley in the same team. Do you think that first half, it was just a case of rotating with, with games coming Saturday, Tuesday for, for the next few weeks now? Oh, totally. And like I said earlier, I mean, it wouldn't be your first choice for across the middle. Um, I like Jake. I think he's, if he can work at his game, he can do the Cullen job. Um, and so, and I, I think well, we've all agreed that Watson and Prattley together is just too similar. It's they're just going to be too narrow in midfield. I like Prattley sitting in front of the back four if he's going to defend them, um, and I'd like Watson sort of like snarling at people. But I don't think if you've got them both playing, you're you're going to be missing the extra X factor player that the, the Jake, the Johnny, um, someone who's going to come in and the Shinny who's going to pass a ball and get things moving in a more, not, not say positive, not they're being negative, but they're being safe. So Watson's not going to spray the ball, you know, 40 yards across the pitch. He's going to do a nice sideways pass. He's going to make sure he doesn't lose it. He's going to pick it up if someone else um, drops it. Um, it's. I think it's just purely rotational. I think we're not likely to see a set midfield because I just think Bowyer's evolving as a manager. Um, I think it's different to how it was, you know, when we went up. Uh, and it's obviously different to a, a, a year in a championship where you're going to come up against better quality players. So you try and stick with a team because you're thinking that's the best way to do it. I think he's got a learning season this season, almost. I know he's been manager for a couple of years, but it's a learning season. And now he's got some money so he can put some players in and look at the squad. And he's going to sort of like see right what works for him as a manager. If you look at, um, sort of like the most successful managers, they've they've had an ability to adapt to a situation and bring players in. I mean, even you know successful ones higher up in divisions, you know, with Guardiola, you know, he he's got no qualms about dropping 
one of his better players to bring someone in who's going to do a job. And I'm thinking that's what we're going to see from Bowyer. It's, it's, it's an evolution of a manager because he is still young. He is sort of like new in new in relative terms. Even though he's probably one of the longest serving now the way they turn over football managers. So it's going to be a rotation. It's going to see right, who's going to come in, who's going to do a job. And again, you're looking at Watson. He was on four yellows. If Bowyer wanted to play him against Portsmouth or play him against Oxford, he's not going to risk him in a muddy, sticky, wet game where a mistimed tackle gets you a yellow card and you've lost him for a game. So, again, it's, it's, it's smart on Bowyer's point of view to um, look at it that way. And I think as long as... I still keep Jake there. I think Jake and either Watson and uh, Watson or Pratley, and then one other from the pool, and then you know take it from there. Oh yeah, the next Guardiola. You heard it here first. Um, Tom Bramley uh, said, "Not a great first half, but the sub at half time was a game changer." So what we've just really spoken about. Uh, does anyone else see what Levitt brings to the team? Uh, we mentioned him earlier, but I think this next point. Uh, is an interesting one. His defensive work isn't great. He doesn't seem much better when he's on the ball. Does he offer us more than Albie Morgan does in midfield? I think uh, Albie Morgan continues to be the enigma that uh, defies Boya. But uh, yeah, I think just having those, those options in midfield really is at the moment the most important thing. Um, and to have that rotation as we've just spoken about. Let's hear from one of those midfielders now. Uh, it's the man who got our first goal yesterday, Darren Prattley. And he spoke to the boys after the game and gave his reflections on the match. Uh, just get the points, um, get the points on board and then get out of here as quick as possible. It's a tough game, uh, horrible conditions, um, a team that works hard. I watched them play last year when they got promoted and we, we knew coming here today it would be a tough game. It's gotten well organised, uh, a lot of long balls and the uh, um, main aim was to get the points on the board and we've done that. I think we ain't going to look too much into the performance um, because it, as you can see it was tough conditions. Yeah, well, what was it like up there? The ball seemed to be swirling all over. Yeah, the corner yeah. flags were nearly horizontal. Yeah, it, it was horrible. It was a hard ground as well. It was, um, it's quite tough. Uh, when we did the warm-up, we thought it was quite heavy. So we thought like people might get cramped late on. Um, so it wasn't the best conditions. But the main thing is when you're not really playing that well, um, you get the points and we managed to do it. Came on at half-time and made an almost immediate impact. I mean, mm. it looks like that's the corner that we've been working on because everything yeah. was going towards Ryan in there, so I mean, it's hard to miss him, of course, yeah. but it, it came off today. Yeah, with the size of him, um, uh, saying that we work on, Jacko and Marshy work on the set pieces and, yeah, it's something that we uh, think to get the second ball off of Ryan. Um, we work on that quite a lot and he's managed to do that. Um, so yeah, I was happy. He didn't take any chances to finish as well. It was quite emphatic. <laughs> yeah, just hit an open. It was a bit like Lowell's yesterday. I see Lowell finish, just turn and swivel. A bit like Lowell Taylor used to do. Used to do. So uh, yeah, um, that's what I did. And hopefully, uh, well, luckily it went in. But what would it, would it both say to you at half-time when he, when he, when he threw you on? Uh, just to get in, get in amongst them. Um, it's hard. It's hard for uh, sometimes when you're coming on at half-time or you're getting taken off. Um, I don't think it was anything against Dylan. Um, I was taken off the other night uh, for for whatever reason tactical whatever um, we're all a team here so whoever whoever gets taken off or comes on um, we try and do what the manager says so obviously a little bit gutted for Dylan coming off at half time but um, yeah we managed to go and get the win but uh, Dylan done his part in the first half Talk about the, the teamwork I mean that's over six hours now the team have gone without conceding a goal and mm. they must be very pleased with that yeah very pleased uh, not a lot of sleep as well coming back from Blackpool the other night um, 
<laughs> been travelling quite a lot uh, lately so uh, to grind out a result um, is what it's all about in this league it's thick and fast it's tough um, a lot tougher than the championship to be honest so um, as long as you get the points on board which we did uh, everyone's happy it's a good little run now and, and, and perhaps not playing at our fluid best yeah. and it has been about grinding out results <clears> and then those little flashes of quality like we yeah. saw with Alfie or, or, or Chucks during the week it's what this league is about uh, I don't think there's many games when we got promoted two years ago where it was free flowing and we was winning 3-0 and it was comfortable I can only remember off the top of my head maybe Shrewsbury where it was 3-0 I can't really remember too many games where it was a uh, thing comfortable so it's what this league's all about it's not going to be sometimes pretty but um, at the end of the day if you achieve what you set out to do which is promotion I don't think anyone's going to remember these uh, these, these days here yeah. so you remember the ones you're scoring at least <laughs> yeah maybe then <laughs> so there we go Darren Prattley uh, the full interview will be on Valley Pass this week but good to hear from him uh, let's move on to your emails now, um, and we've got a few of them here. Uh, Simon O'Hara, first of all, thanks, Simon. Uh, looked awful conditions to play in, but who cares? Another three points. A special mention for Amos double save in the first half. Brilliant. I'll get in early to predict Innes will be player of the year. Absolute mountain. Now, I don't think there's many people here who disagree that based on his performances so far, he's going to be certainly up and around there. Uh, Steve McLennan has emailed in. Thanks, Steve. Uh, hey, chaps. I was a bit worried at halftime as Bose had clearly got his selection wrong, in my opinion, by having three ball players in the middle in awful conditions. We spent the first half totally missing them out and going from back to front, a game that suited Northampton more. And to be honest, they were better at it. And I think we've all agreed that they had the better of the first half. Uh, the halftime introduction of Pratt has changed things, though. We looked stronger, won more balls, and then we used the possession a bit better and ran out deserved winners. Innes was excellent, but so was Fanwo. I love that he constantly wants to receive the ball and try and start us passing. I thought Bogle did a tough job well and both the fullbacks also put in good performances and JFC worked hard. I think, yeah, agree with that. We need more from midfield, especially keeping possession and playing through the thirds. I think I'd say we did do that in the second half. Uh, a massively positive week with two tricky away matches dealt with and six points gained. I think we'll need much better, uh, be much better with the ball against Oxford, but this defence is giving us a great base to work from. Come on, you Reds. Uh, Craig Redmond, amazing display in the conditions, real dogged effort, team played well, may as well get deals to give Innes the trophy now, some signing. Worried about Chucks, hope it's just a slight niggle as I think we need his goals, all in all a bloody fantastic week up the addicts. Yeah, Chucks and Nike, uh, Ben I'll bring you in here, obviously missed out yesterday with, with an injury. What have you made just in general of our strikers, we've obviously got a few of them now, we've got him, we've got Washington, we've got Bogle and... Smith, Bowyer himself came out in the week and said none of these are going to be a 20-goal-a-season man, but if you've got four of them that get into double figures and that puts us on 40-plus goals, is that such a bad thing? And, and do you think those four have got the capability to get themselves above 10 goals this season? Uh, I think it's early days a little bit, isn't it? With Because um, I, I don't really know much about Bogle. I've seen uh, odd highlights here and there, but don't know too much about him. Uh Look at Smith. They're all different strikers, which is good. Uh, I've I've uh, reiterate words that I've said before on this podcast. I really think if uh, we keep Chucks fit, he's going to be a real key player for us this year. Uh, we've seen glimpses already uh, since he's come back from his illness, uh, and uh, he's looked really good. I mean, great header on uh, on Tuesday night. So it was disappointing to see that he has picked up a little niggle. Uh, I really hope that. He might, I don't know if he might be back in the squad for Tuesday and it was only something minor. And we know with him that, um, I mean, Bo said before, didn't he, that 
if it wasn't for Chucks' injury, he wouldn't be playing in League One at the moment because he'll be too good for League One. Uh, we, he's, cut, he's come with a lot of pedigree before, so look, let's hope that there is something little and that he can come back because he offers us something that he's, he's so powerful and the way he runs with the ball as well, I mean, that offers us a different option, whereas Bogle seems more of a, oh, like, hold it up, lay it off kind of presence up front. Then you've got Smith, who I think we were we were crying out for a, just a, a, a striker who can really play on the shoulders of defenders and run in behind, and we've seen that already from him. So I was pleased, pleased we got someone like him in. Uh, again, a bit bit early to say, but look, you go back to Premier League days, we had what like strikers like Jason Yule, Jonathan Johansson, Sean Bartlett. They never really got 20 goals a season. They used to get 10s, 8s, 9s, and they all used to chip in with the goals. And look, look how well we did then. We always were a substantial... Uh, Premier League side, so yeah, you don't you don't have to have a striker that's going to go ahead and do what Lyle Taylor did for us or do what Bradley Wright Phillips did for us. If they can all contribute, I mean, as we said before, Connor Washington's got it. Uh, he's done it in the past for Peterborough. He's got those goals. So, and I know he's had a couple of injury plague seasons. So, if he can get eight, nine, ten goals, Chucks can get the same. They've got it in them definitely. It's, uh, it's whether, again, Bowyer, I'm sure, will rotate that those front three with different games. But we've definitely got the ability there. It, it just comes down to fitness and, and um, playing them at the right time. Lovely stuff. Uh, final email came in from Will Pausland. He said, another three points and a fourth clean sheet in a row. Thought Amos was outstanding again and what a difference a keeper with good distribution makes. Not knocking Phillips as a fantastic shot stopper, but Amos always looks confident on taking a cross and quick, accurate distribution of the ball is going to get us goals in this league, as we obviously saw yesterday. Uh, good, solid performance all round from the team. Hope Alfie was only withdrawn as a precaution and not anything more serious as he terrorises, uh, sorry, terrifies defences in this league. Big game Tuesday, come on you Reds. Yeah, and we'll wait to hear what the result of that Alfie Doughty injury is. Um, let's take a quick break here on Charlton Live and we'll be back in a few seconds to look ahead to the Oxford game on Tuesday night. Space on the right-hand side for Alfie Doughty now in the penalty area. This is a huge chance for the Alex and it's Alfie Doughty who puts Charlton into the lead with a calm left-footed finish. It was a wonderful fall through to the youngster and he pulled it in onto his left foot and slides it beyond the goalkeeper. It's crew Alexandra Neal, Charlton Athletic 1. Charlton Live. So welcome back on your Sunday evening. It's Charlton Live on 25th of October. Uh, time to look ahead then. Tuesday night, as I said, right at the start of the show, the game's come thick and fast. Um, and it's Oxford United under Carl Robinson. Um, they're in the bottom three in the early stages, but their game at the weekend postponed due to cases of COVID-19 in the Swindon squad. Mark, do you think that will have disrupted them or given them more prep time or are you not bothered about Oxford at all and focused on the Addicts? Uh, well, you look to see if they're going to pick up any advantage, and you know the fact that they've had a touch more rest um, than us. You don't want to be make an excuse. We've got enough players to come in and freshen up our side, so I'm not going to be too focused on them. Um, it's it's a difficult one 
because Oxford are just one of those teams. I know they've lost a few of their better players over for years, but you you don't look at them. And I, I, I've never penciled them in the team as we're going to definitely beat them. There are certain teams, you look at teams and you think, yourself, yeah, we're definitely all over them. We know that Robinson's is quite... He might not have worked for us as well as we'd have hoped, but he seemed to have gone there and found a, a fit and get players. And you know that he'll get players working for him and he'll he'll want to come back here and win. You know, it's 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 almost like um, Darth Vader and Obi Wan. It's 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 coming back and he's you know the apprentice is now the master. Come fight, come up against Boya, and um, it, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think we've got enough to beat them. So I'm not looking at it going. Oh, I'm 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 worried about this, but cautious. Over, cautious, I'd say. More, more is my take on Tuesday night. Um, ben, obviously, we're at home, but home advantage. Who knows what that means now? Um, but usually, when you're playing a home game, you'd set up a little bit more attacking. What What do you think in terms of a lineup from Bowyer? You'd imagine, unless there's an injury, that the back five would stay largely the same, but. As we spoke about earlier, I guess really it's going to come down to the midfield. Obviously, you had Levitt withdrawn at half-time. You had Darity withdrawn with an injury. You wonder whether Williams can get through two games in three days. You've got the likes of Madison, Watson, uh, Washington on the bench. Do you think there'll be a lot of changes in the midfield and up front? Um, or do you think largely he's going to try and stick to the, the same eleven where he can? I think he'll probably bring either Watson or Prattley back in, or, or maybe both. Uh, I think back four will probably stay the same again. Uh, as we've said, we've been so pleased with them lately. Uh, it depends whether Alfie is going to be fit. Uh, it depends if how bad Chucks' injury is. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure he'll probably stick with Bogle up front again. Uh, and if Alfie's not fit, maybe Smith one side, Washington the other side of him. Uh and yeah, it, it depends. He might throw a wild card in and say, "Go on, Marcus, show him what you can do," and uh, and give him hell, really, because as you said, Johnny's probably not going to be able to start after he's done. And he, and he want to be careful with Johnny for his injury record before. So maybe Madison will come in for for Johnny, and uh, let's see what he can do. But yeah, we know um, Robbo sets his sides out very structured. I know they've got a good front three, uh, especially Matty Taylor up front. He's a good striker, probably one of the top five in the league. I know we were interested in him before. So uh, we'll have to try and keep him quiet. But with our defence doing as well as they have done so far, uh, we'll, we'll be looking for the win. But I think in the back of Bowyer's mind as well, he will be thinking because we've got a tough game next Saturday going to Portsmouth. So that'll probably come into Bayer's head. And as Mark said, want to be careful with Watson because he might earmark Watson to, to play for the Portsmouth game. We might need him more for that game, Bayer might think. So he might be cautious as to whether to start him for that game. So, yeah, I think it'll come down to a, a few late injury uh, fitness tests, sorry, um, if, if Alfie's fit. Because Alfie is... Is a real mainstay in that side now, and he does cause them so much problems. I mean, look at the Blackpool game; he caused that their fullbacks uh, enough problems, and I'm sure Robinson's hoping that doubt he is injured and won't be playing. So we'll have to see, but definitely a few changes in the midfield and and up front. Lovely stuff. Um, the game, of course, will be on 
Valley Pass. So don't forget to to make sure you get your pass in time for that game. I think we can wrap everything up there then. Um, thank you for all your tweets and emails, uh, and of course for listening. Uh, Benji, Mark, thank you very much for your time. No, you're welcome, mate. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back uh, on Thursday for the big match preview, reviewing Tuesday's match with Oxford and looking ahead to next Saturday's trip to Fratton Park to take on Portsmouth. But until then, thank you very much for listening. Have a good evening and we'll see you again soon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.